My name's Griffin. My name's Jack. Welcome to the From Boys to Men podcast, where we're growing both spiritually and physically. In today's world, we believe there's a false image of what a man of God is. We're going to be diving into what a man of God is and how we should be living according to his calling on our lives. We'll be exploring the topics that matter most on your journey to the destination of being a man of God. Yo, welcome back to the From Boys to Men podcast. This week's episode is going to be on comparison. Sure. We can just dive straight into it. Um, I think comparison is obviously a massive thing in today's culture, right? With And I think a lot of people, this is like a men's podcast, a lot of people think it's more of a girl problem. But I would I would challenge that and say it's it's half and half, if not boys can struggle with it even more Definitely. because we've talked about in past episodes what what a massive role as a man you play especially in leading a family one day and um <clears throat> you can get caught up in comparing a thousand things and Definitely. I mean we can talk about to start off I mean me and Griffin are 16 going on 17 in the next few months and yes, sir. basically at our age it's like a I don't really struggle with comparing stuff like this but a lot of people our age are like I want that truck or, or, you know, I want this, all this stuff <laughs> yeah. and the nice shoes and they have these shoes and I have these shoes and they wear these clothes. I wear these clothes and, yeah. um, you know, they look like this and I look like this and all these things and you can compare a thousand things. And then one day you get a job and you're like, well, they have this job and I have this job. They make this money and I make this money. I have this education. They have this education. And it's just a constant comparison trap, if you want to yeah. call it. And, <laughs> It's just, it's a, it's just a struggle for everyone, especially, like I said, when you eventually get to where you're leading a family and you go, well, they look happy. Look what they just posted on social media. We're in the Bahamas, been here for 40 <laughs> days. Like, okay. But, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's sad because especially when it comes to social media is only the highlight reels posted. And so you sit in your bed at night, 1030, you know, at night and you're scrolling and you see all these families, all these people living their quote-unquote best lives but what you didn't see is the fight right before the camera turned on right and so it's just social media not always but i would say nine or nine and a half out of ten times what's on there is going to be fake for most people it's it's only what's good is happening no one's going to post just got in a fight with my spouse like no one's going (laughs) to post that okay and so we we often fall fall into the trap of comparison and unfortunately when we start comparing we start we can even compare our calling, which is a big thing, right? Definitely. We start comparing, well, this person's out here has, I mean, you know, a million followers on Instagram and yeah. the, look at their platform and they're speaking on stages and they just wrote a book and I don't even know. And it's just like all these things. And, you know, I, you know, I, I work fast food, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how it can feel sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. I actually heard a story the other day and I'm going to completely ruin this story telling it but it goes something along the lines of i forget the names of the people basically this guy was felt called to share the gospel with this guy who worked at a shoe store so he shared the gospel with this this is a true story shared the gospel with this guy who worked at a shoe store the guy at the shoe store accepted jesus went on to become a like a nationwide like revivalist yeah and then somebody who went to one of his revivals went on to become a nationwide revivalist and it was like one or two more down the line of that same story. And then guess who went on to become a nationwide revivalist at that at another revival? Billy Graham. 
And that all came from one conversation at a store with one dude. This did, this wasn't a stadium filled with people. It eventually went to that, right? Yeah. But you have much more influence than you think. And so when you start comparing, well, you know, all these people and all these things and these preachers and they're called in the ministry and I'm kind of sitting here working at a bank and all this stuff and it's like I'm working fast food and they're on a stage talking to people and giving people advice and it's just like, no, no, no. One conversation can completely not just alter someone's life, but alter, I mean, but think about Billy Graham. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's lives have been altered because of this man. But that would have never happened if the one conversation wouldn't have had in the past. So you have much more influence than you think, which really isn't one of what we're talking about. But that just kind of goes back to, you know, you can't compare your calling. because. And I heard this saying of, <clears throat> you can... um. You can be happy about someone else's calling, but you can only rejoice in yours, right? Yeah. Because, or you, or you could say, you can rejoice in other people's calling, but you can only walk in yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, great, I'm so glad you're called to ministry, but some of us, and, and I've heard Craig Rochelle say this, it's so faithful to just start a business and help your community. It's a yeah. very faithful, one of the most faithful things you can do is something like that. And so there's no calling that's greater than others. I've heard it, you know, we're all on this earth for a specific reason. You're made for a specific reason. No one else has this reason. That's your reason. And so as soon as you try to go into someone else's reason, well, you're going to fail. And then oftentimes you'll mess them up. And it's just a whole problem of I'm trying to live your calling. You're trying to live my calling because I'm really sitting here being jealous of you. But deep down, no one knows it, but they're actually jealous of me. And we're sitting here fighting each other for each other's lives. And it's like, no, 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 you were made for this reason. They were made for this reason. Yeah. You know, it says run the race to win. You have your own race. No one has the same race. Everyone's life looks different. Mm-hmm. And so you can't compare it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it all, like you were saying, it always seems like there's something to complain about, you know, to compare, you know, because the root of that comparison is discontentment because that comparison kills contentment. So you look at your life, you're like, man, they're, this area looks a lot better in their life. And, you know, social media, like you were saying, is a huge reason of that because it's like a highlight reel. And you don't look at your uh, life through the lens of a highlight reel. You know, no, you're like, you, only you see, see the all the mistakes. Yeah. So you're seeing the exact opposite. You're seeing their highlight reel while you're comparing that to your, like, lowest of low moments. And that leaves you nothing but discontent. You feel empty afterwards. And there's another side of it, too, where if you're comparing yourself to almost like a lowly thing, like you're comparing your highlight reel and then it leaves you prideful. So it's like a game yeah. that both sides lose, lose, lose in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I heard this, which it's kind of <clears throat> silly, but it's that, you know, if you're too focused looking at uh, somebody else's plate, then you're going to let your food get cold, you know? Yeah. That you need to focus on what God has given you, the food he's given you on your plate, because there's so much purpose in that, because you were created for a purpose on purpose, you know? And he called you to walk in that. He called you to walk in your purpose, not the other person's purpose. Like, man, I really wish I could do what they're doing. For sure. Cool. God has called you to this for a purpose, and if you fully intently do that, don't focus on what other people are doing, you know? That's why a lot of people, like, during worship and all that, it's why they say, just focus, just let it be you and God. Yeah. You and God. You are walking hand-in-hand hand with God. Yes. You're not walking with somebody else, you know? You it's are walking with God. For sure. It's super unfortunate because, <clears throat> and I, I found myself doing this in my life, is when you when you fall into that comparison, quote-unquote, comparison trap, you often, it often what happens is you, you set this perfect, like, Jesus expectation on your own life. Like, you think, I have to be perfect. And I would say, I don't know, 
I was in high school. I don't really know the year. I was in high school, and I still am in high school, but previously in high school a few years ago, um, I fell into this comparison trap of comparing everything. I wanted to be the best, wanted to be the best, and it wasn't like healthy competition. It was like I need to be the best. I need yeah. to prove myself in everything. And it was beca- it started because of comparison, and then, like I said, I put that perfect expectation, and it went to, I mean, I always tell people it was like it was insane. It was like whether I was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or I was on the football field playing linebacker or I was in a relationship talking to a girl or whatever it was, I was in church worshiping in the small group, whatever, I needed to be the best. And it wasn't about what I was actually doing. It was a prideful thing of I need to be the best. And it's sad because it honestly came from a root of, like, I just wanted to prove myself worth of love, which is not how that works, right? Yeah. And when we start comparing ourselves – it just completely, like Griffin said, it just it brings it brings discontent. Contentment, contentment yeah. discontent. <laughs> it brings no contentment. You know what I mean? And mm. it'll just destroy you from the inside out because you'll you'll think you need to be perfect because well, everyone else's lives look perfect, right? Yeah. And I think there are a few things you can do because everyone can talk about. I don't want to compare. I don't want to compare. You know, I hear that all the time. I just I struggle with comparing. Okay, we well, struggled with that three years ago. So what are we? <laughs> what are we going to do to change it? Yeah. And. I think a big thing for me is like small things. We say this, and we're, we'll probably do an episode on this eventually, but small things add up to be big things, right? And so, so like for me, example, this is sm- such a small thing. But on Instagram, I'm a big gym dude. I love the gym. I go to the, well, I love the gym. Let's let's. <laughs> you do it out of obedience. I, I do it out of <laughs> obedience. But I go to the gym five days a week, and so it's a big part of my life. Yeah, and so. I got, when I started, I don't really care anymore, but when I started out in the gym, I followed all these gym dudes, you know, whatever, for advice, whatever you want to call it. And, well, well, now I'm like two years into consistently going into the gym, and these dudes were still on my Instagram and stuff. And, well, what did I get to see? After I put in a hard day's work, I didn't really, because results aren't overnight. These dudes have been working for what they have for 10 plus years, yeah. but I've been working out for two years, but that doesn't click in my brain. And so when I get in bed at night and I see these dudes who are ripped and look all this stuff and I'm like, bro, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I just, I hit abs early today. Like, <laughs> why don't I have a six pack? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, it's like funny because it's like, that's how it is with everything. It's like these people, you know, they're have these, this, this most amazing marriage. And it's like, we prayed together one time. Why isn't it like this? It's like, consistency you know what i mean over time you can't compare when you haven't put in the same work it's like how do you expect to it's like sowing and reaping it's like how how do i expect to dribble a basketball once a week but then be lebron james yeah it's like it's not gonna happen and so that's what happens when you fall into the trap of comparison you know what i mean yeah and on the topic of that like you are what you're intentional about and that's what you become and whatever you give the most attention to. So, like, whatever that may be is what is going to shape you. But I have this right here. It says, finding contentment is accepting who God wants you to be, not who you wish you were. And that's super That's powerful. good. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people are in a moment or a situation where they are like, okay, I wish I had this. I wish I had this. I wish I had this. Instead, why don't you accept where you're at and ask God to meet you there? Because that's what he does without fail. He doesn't. He doesn't change your situation always. He doesn't say, okay, I'm going to get you where you want to be. He said, no, I'm going to get you where you need to be because I've called you here. Yeah, it's like like earlier today in the gym, me and Griffin were talking, and we were talking about just life stuff, and I was like a really a prayer that I've really been praying lately, and it's really changed my mindset and perspective on stuff is like 
I'm not saying God help me. I'm saying God help me see you in the situation. Yeah. Because so I feel like when you say God help me, you're like, life is so tough. Help me out. Like, bro, the disciples, look at their lives. Yeah. It was so difficult. It was so it was so hard. Life isn't meant to be easy. That's why you have Jesus. Yeah. He's a comforter for the reason, for a reason, right? Yeah. And so I've been praying that prayer and it's completely flipped of like, why don't I have this? Why don't I have this? Because comparison doesn't always have to be with people. Mm-hmm. It can be with like certain things you you desire certain situations you desire at once. And it doesn't even have to be like a sinful, anything like that. It can be like, like I said, kind of like we were talking about earlier. Dang, I, I wish I didn't have to do the school or work here and all this stuff. It's like a comparing mm-hmm. situations of like life could be so much better or whatever. And if you read um, some of Paul's letters, I don't, I forgot which letters I've been reading them all lately. It's crazy. There's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he talks about, I've learned to be content in every situ- every situation mm-hmm. with, with plenty and with, with nothing in chains and not, you know, free and not. And, and so it's, it's inspiring that a man in chains for the gospel, he's then goes on to preach about what he's in chains for and says, um, whether I have nothing to eat, where I have plenty to eat, whether I'm in these chains or I'm free running around doing whatever I want. Um, God is just as good either way. You know what I mean? And that's how we have to look at it. Man, I don't like my job. Man, school's been rough lately. Man, all this stuff. Man, the parents. Man, the sports. The Whatever. The problem. And you could go, yeah, you could look at it like that. Or you could go, look at all the thousand things life is going well in this direction instead of saying well look at these five bad things that aren't really working out because we tend yeah. to only focus on the negative and when you only focus on the negative and that's all you think about then your life is ultimately going to revolve around the few things that are negative instead of the thousand things that are going positive and that's that's another thing of comparison because i feel like comparison's like a lot of people are just like oh i wish i looked like them like no no, no it's so much deeper than that you know what i mean yeah and <clears throat> There's a verse. Let me see. Let me find it. Which one? Oh yeah, Galatians one ten. One ten says, "For am I now seeking the approval of man, or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ." That's a bold statement by Paul, right? Because he, ba- I mean, he says, he says, if you're living for this world and you're trying to please others, you're not. You're not on. You're not on the winning side right now. Like yeah. you, you better get some things right. Yeah. Like it's it's not just like oh you're you need to get yourself fixed. No no no. He says you are not a servant of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean that's like it's big. And so comparing is and we say this on like every episode. It's like why do you make such a big deal out of some stuff? It's like <laughs> well we are talking about like eternity. We are yeah. talking about this is a big deal. This stuff is a big deal. And Most so yeah. you can't you can't underplay it. And a lot of times. It's so sad because people will struggle with with insecurities and compare themselves for so long. And what happens is when you do that, when you get to, say me, I used to struggle really bad with how I looked. Mm. And so if you would have told me two years ago that I'm going to look like this now, I would have been happy. <laughs> but now now that I'm sitting here looking like this, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. There's so much work to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad mindset of there's so much work to do. You should always be striving to get better. Yeah, but in the, in the sense of when you compare, it will never be enough. Mm-hmm. You will never have enough money. You will never look good enough. You will never please that person enough. You It just will never happen. You'll never get the end result. And the ultimate answer is um, 
Jesus made you perfect. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And that doesn't just mean on the outside. That means on the, mm-hmm. you know, on the inside too. We obviously have a sin nature, but <clears throat> you know, he loves you and he, he desires what's best for you. Yeah. But sometimes life just gets tough. And so we can't compare our situations and our, our appearances and all this stuff because ultimately what God has for us is so much better than what we have for our own lives. Yeah. And you know, the other day I had had a really rough night and then I woke up that morning and I just, I heard it. I don't even remember where I heard it, but somebody said it was like, you're living somebody else's dream. And I was just, it just hit me because I had, I had, I'd had a really rough night and I was like, man, everything's going terrible. Nothing can, nothing seeming to go right. And then boom, that. So I'd woke up that morning, you know, and do my normal uh, worship routine because I honestly don't know how I'd make it through the day without that. But it, it is, <laughs> it's just, I started like a note thing and I just literally just titled it. It's like, I'm blessed. And I just started writing out yeah. things. I was like, I got to wake up today. I'm breathing right now. I get to do all these things that I'm getting to do. You know, simple things that we all take for granted. Like I get, I woke up this morning. Yeah. Not everybody woke up this morning. I'm breathing right now. Not everybody's breathing right now. And that is the key to contentment because it's not, it's not a thing where it's just like, boom, okay, I have it. It is a learned skill almost because like you said with Paul, you have to learn to be content. Yeah. It's not just like a, it's just like a, like I just said, like I'm going to be content. Exactly. Oh, I'm content. No, you have to learn. And it's that learning implies a hard process. It's not going to be easy because sometimes you have to get really, really uncomfortable yeah. to learn what it is like to where you are forced to be content. Well, I think it's interesting you say that because, like, you ever, like, been around somebody and, and they're about to go on a mission trip and they go on a mission trip and then they get back and they're like, this is not the same person. You know what I mean? And it's because, like, a lot of times when people go on, not always, but a lot of times when people go on mission trips, it's like they go in these third world countries and they're, like, around, like, just terribleness. I mean, it's just... yeah. There's nothing to eat, nothing to drink. No one has hope. It's just so, you know, sad. But also what's interesting is a lot of times it can be the opposite. There's nothing to drink. There's nothing to eat. But these hap- these people are happier than us. Yeah. And it's crazy, and that really shows you the perspective of, like, what Paul's saying. It's like, none of this goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this goes to heaven. Why am I, and we've talked about this in past episodes about, I think it was, like, one of, maybe one of the first episodes about, being a man of God of like, I see, I see these dudes like give their lives to their work, not because they love work. They actually hate their work, but they love their family so much. They're trying to provide, but in the process, they completely miss the mark. They don't spend any time with them. They don't, they don't grow with them. They don't teach them stuff. And they completely miss the mark and realize, realize it, you know, when it's too late. And it's just like, no, 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 rich or poor, you know, million followers on Instagram or work at fast food. I have yeah. influence. I have my own calling. Mm-hmm. I'm on this earth for my specific reason. And whoever Billy Graham's specific reason is just as good as my specific reason. And that's a crazy mindset to have, but it's the right and the true truthful mindset to have because no one's calling is better than the other one. You know what I mean? It's that's just like, how much are you going to trust God and actually get to where he wants you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's super easy because, like you said, a lot of times we look at it through the ideas of, like, how big is it, you know? And like you said, whether you're sweeping floors at some a Walmart or whatever, or you're the CEO of Fortune 500 company. Yeah. It does not matter. God has you where he has you for a purpose, on purpose. And that is super powerful because a lot of times, like I said, we look at somebody else's plate and our food's getting so cold. It's like, man, that looks so good. Yeah. It's like... 
But what you have right here is better for you. Yeah. Because I have you here because I made you you for a purpose. I didn't make you them for a purpose. I made them them for a purpose. And that's something that's hard for us to accept. We're like, I really wish I were them, though. He's yeah. Like, okay, that's cool. You're going to walk in. <laughs> okay, that's cool. This is the path <laughs> I have for you. Yeah. You know? And that is a very narrow path. And he's like, listen, I know you're going to want to look at their plate. I know that food looks good. Yeah. But you're going to learn to like this food. It's going to be a skill because I can trust you or I can promise you they didn't like their food at first. Yeah. They're just making it look good because they're eating it better than you are. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's that's so true. Uh, I think we're, we pretty much covered it, but I also want to just cover this again. Um, remember, remember that everyone, and this goes with every topic we talk about in the podcast, we can all talk about it, but yeah. how are we going to actually eliminate this? How are we going to yeah. eliminate this struggle? Right? And like I said, maybe you, like for me, I never got to that. I, I want to say I unfollowed in one day. I was like, okay, I'm done with this crap. And I unfollowed like 150 people. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I, un- I mean, so many people unfollowed and a hundred percent, it helped. It helped a hundred percent. Maybe for you, it's like, I'm going to go journal and I'm going to go journal about the things that I love about myself. Yeah. It's like, and if you can't think of any, cause trust me, I've been in a spot where I was like, I literally can't think of one thing I like about myself. Literally go ask your close friend or go ask someone you trust or someone you love. And they'll tell you a million things mm. because you, so you get so much in your own head of like, I need to be this. I need to be this. I need to be this. It's like, no, no, no. You need to be you. Yeah. You know, you have Definitely. you have someone, even if it's just one person, if it's one person, you have someone who cares about you. You have someone who mm-hmm. will tell you, no, 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 you're amazing. I have a few people in my life where I'll sit down with them when they're having a rough day because everyone has rough days. Social media won't show it, but everyone has rough days. Definitely. And a lot of us have rough days weekly. Okay. So it's a normal thing to be struggling. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need the comforter, like uh-huh. I said earlier. But you need to have that person sit down and say, no, 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 you're amazing. You're doing great. Look at all these things. Because like me and Griffin said in the beginning, we get so caught up on the five things that aren't going well, you know what I mean, that we completely forget about the thousand things we've done and are doing and God's helping us with. And it's just crazy how we can – the devil will get in our head and, you know, the Bible says he's the father of lies. All he knows how to do is lies. It's his native tongue is to speak in lies. Yeah. And so he'll get in our head and tell us we're not good enough. Look at their life. They're doing so much better. If you would have only done this on the million things, it's like, no, no, no. God has me here for this reason. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to be obedient to him. And besides, Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry of it. Or today has enough worry of its own. Come on. And that's real because lately it's like, you're trying to plan like this thing in like five weeks. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to make it through tomorrow. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to make it through today. I'm just trying to make it through this moment. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we just got to slow down. And, you know, I've heard this said, I think it was Craig. It probably is everything I say is basically from Craig, but uh, someone said, I don't know who it is, but someone said, um, a prayer that's very helpful to pray. And I pray this a lot and it helps a lot is Jesus help me walk slowly enough to love people deeply and experience you in everyday life right it wasn't exactly that but it was something like that yeah and I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah and it's it's a very helpful prayer because it's like okay help me i know life is go 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 never stop never stop never stop and a lot of that falls under comparison because like if i stop well somebody else will get ahead and then i'm falling back boom comparison yeah you know what i mean it's literally everything you really don't 
realize how much you compare until you talk about it. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, why do I want this job where I can have this nicer car than someone else? Comparison. Like, everything is revolved a lot around comparison. And it's, again, it just goes back to, man, none of that's going to fulfill you because it'll never be enough. You'll get it, and then you'll want something better. Yeah. And ultimately, and when we said this before, there's a God-shaped hole in your heart that only Jesus will fulfill. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. he's the answer. And that sounds so basic, but truly, Jesus is the answer. And in every question you have, Jesus is the answer. Yeah. You point to him and he'll point you to something mm. and then it'll lead you where you need to go. But yeah. I think we're good. It's kind of, oh, never mind. Yeah, I was just going to say, because the biggest thing for me was especially when I had that rough day afterwards, for every moment that you're struggling with that comparison, swip that, swip, swip, <laughs> switch that. Someone added to the dictionary. No, it, listen, swip. It's, it's probably a word. Uh, not what I meant to say, though. Switch that for reflection. Because a lot of times when you look back, see how far the Lord has brought you, which is what I did that day. And I was, it was honestly kind of crazy because I was just like, like you said at the beginning, Jack, was, you know, if I, if the me from then could see me now, it would be almost like an unreal thing. You know, it's like a, wait, we did that? We did that, you know? And it's just crazy how we take so many things for granted. And especially, like I've heard it a lot lately about like, I think you said this. I might be imagining this. But about like a prayer journal and stuff like that, yeah, for how sure. you need to reflect because reflection is basically almost self-comparison if you think about it. Yeah. But it's a beneficial thing because yeah. in that you can show gratitude like the Lord has brought me so far. Because if you can replace that for where you have that comparison, which is getting the outcome you're looking for with their, uh, comparison, but it's actually delivering on it because comparison is like, oh, like you said, it's a never-ending game. You are never going to be fulfilled with it. You're never going to reach a point where you have compared enough and you're like, oh, okay, I'm content now. Yeah. No, but you will learn to be content because you're like, man, through all these trials and tribulations, who has stayed faithful through it all? Yeah. The Lord. And yeah, you walk sure. in that, you live in that, you're like, okay, I see that this food on my plate might not be the best thing for me because I don't think it is, but the Lord has put it here, so I know it is the best for me, you know? But yeah. For sure. That's you really know. good. Yes, sir. Well, I think uh, that pretty much wraps yeah. up comparison. Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate Can't wait to guys. see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.